Now, if you've lived in the Territory for a little while, you will know that banana freckle is something that's obviously been a concern. Um, and the Northern Territory government say that they are continuing surveillance for plants which have been infected with banana freckle or that could have been after the detection of the disease at 12 new sites. Now, joining me on the line to tell us a little bit more about the situation is the Northern Territory's Chief Plant Health Officer, Dr Anne Walters. Good morning to you, Anne. Sorry, let me just try that again. Good morning to you, Anne. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, pretty well. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, and can you tell us a little bit more about where the banana freckle has now been located? Yeah, so we now have found it at 29 sites across the Northern Territory. The majority of the sites are at Bachelor and Rum Jungle, but we've also found it in Fly Creek, in Marikai and on the Tiwi Islands. And tell us what this means, you know, for the banana industry right now in the Territory. Well, what it means is that this is obviously a significant pest of bananas. And whilst it doesn't affect the quality of the fruit, it can reduce the yields of the production. It can also affect the look of the bananas and make them less palatable. And so from an industry perspective, what we're trying to do is make sure that this doesn't spread to other areas um, so that we can actually protect our industry and ensure that our bananas continue to look um, the way that they do in the shops, nice and yellow, but also so that our growers can continue to enjoy the production and yields that they're currently getting. So 29 sites now, and I know that, um, that you know, this is obviously showing that it's a bit more widespread than what was initially thought. Yeah, that's correct. So initially when we were sort of planning around this, we really thought it was sort of localised to the Rum Jungle and Bachelor region. And more recently we found it um, in other areas. What's really interesting about this infestation or this incursion of banana freckle is that it seems to be at really low levels in most of the locations that we're finding it. So in some cases we're finding only one or two plants that are infected or very few plants and where there is infection it's quite mild infection so it suggests that we've caught it early but what it does ask about is how it's moving or how it's spreading into these areas. And so what, you know, at this stage what action has to be taken? Well, what we did, there's a, the way the plant biosecurity system works is that there's a national committee um, made up of my position in other locations as well as um, industry. And yep. they get together and they talk about what we need to do. They met and they discussed that when we thought it was sort of localised to the rum jungle and bachelor region and, they, and we came up with a plan for that. And then, of course, when we found it more widespread, we really have to go back and revise that plan and have a look at what the best approach is for the Northern Territory community, for Northern Territory growers, but also to national industry. Yeah, I mean, what impact, Anne, could it have if, um, you know, if on the Northern Ter- on Northern Territory growers if, uh, if it does continue to spread? Well, the thing I guess that we're really concerned about is whilst our banana industry is quite small at the moment, they are, there is interest in expansion. And as you know, we're all interested in economic development in the Northern Territory. And what we're really not keen to see is having a disease that will potentially affect the ability of businesses to expand in the future. Right. So at this point in time, I guess, um, you know, from your perspective and certainly from uh, the Northern Territory government's perspective, it is a real sort of monitoring the situation and keeping an incredibly close eye on it. That's correct, and coming up with the best approach that we possibly can for industry and for our community. And Anne, for those out there listening who maybe haven't been in the Territory uh, for a very long time, banana freckle has, uh, we have had an impact in the past, haven't we? 
We have, and we had a huge eradication program between 2013 and 2019 uh, to eradicate banana freckle, and that involved a removal of a lot of banana plants across the Northern Territory. Um, some people um, obviously were very reluctant to lose their plant, which we understand. And um, obviously what we need to do now is be very sensitive about the issues of the past as well as yeah. making sure that we can protect industry and our farmers for the future. Is it quite a no- like a nervous time now for the department and also for those growers? Well, it's a time where we feel really, um, we feel that it's very important that we make a good decision mm. and a decision that we keep in mind the best interests of everyone. And it is a really difficult situation because obviously we want to make sure that we do the the, the best for our um, industry but also the best for our community and it's not always clear that the two are aligned. Yeah, it makes it tough but I know that uh, I'm sure that you guys are all working very closely together to try to make sure that it's the best possible outcome for the Territory as well. Absolutely, that's you know the key thing for us at this point in time. Just before I let you go, I mean, is there anything for us as, uh, you know, as, as people who enjoy bananas um, that we need to sort of be aware of or, or anything that we need to keep an eye out for? Well, the thing that would be fantastic from our perspective is that we would love for people to go out and have a look at their banana plants. Um, banana freckle, the, the key factor with it is it's like small brown or black spots on the plants. But the thing is, if you run your finger over it, it feels like sandpaper and that's one of the factors. So often the, it's very smooth, but in this case, you will feel like it's um, rubbing your finger over sandpaper. If you see those symptoms, it would be fantastic if you could report them to us on 1800 084 881. Alternatively, if people would like us to let us know that their banana plants are free of banana freckle, that information is also really valuable to us because it means that we know where it's not yep. and that can help us with our strategy. So if people want to give us a call or alternatively email us at plantbiosecurity at mp.gov.au, any information that we can get will be really valuable. And then just on the fact, um, I know that you'd pointed out a bit earlier um, that, you know, what's been interesting at some of the locations where it has been um, located, that it's on some of the plants but not all of them. Is that unusual? Um, the thing about banana freckle is that it tends to be on Cavendish varieties, but it will also um, be on others. Yep. I think what we're seeing, though, is that it might be on one plant that's a Cavendish and there's other Cavendishes next to it and it's not on that. So what yeah, right. it looks like is that we've, we've found it really early, which is great in terms of eradication or whatever management approach we decide on yep. because the sooner you can find something, obviously, the better it is to manage it. Mm. Um, so it's a really positive sign for us, but it's interesting as well. Yeah, well, Northern Territory Chief Plant Health Officer, Dr Anne Walters, we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for having a chat with us. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.